0: something went on here something went on there this time on TNT we play a brand new game Money in the Blank we talk about my mom and how she's doing she's doing alright and we do a deep dive on 90s movies that's all coming up right now on TNT there he is we're back we're here how's it going bud? I'm good. Update on my mom, <clears throat> she's she's doing well. She's uh, I had a FaceTime with her yesterday. Sorry, I got some got some water there. Big you're choking point. on water? Throat. No, I just had you know when your throat dries up instantly on you. Yes, I'm sure you know when you're doing speaking stuff all of a sudden. <clears throat> so yeah, no, she's doing well. She I FaceTime with her yesterday. She's, uh, she's pulling through, she's recovering, but uh, sadly, you know, 66 other people, uh, residents in Roberta Place have passed, so out of 129, it's just, you know, the the, the uh, numbers continue to come out of the failure that, uh, the, the blame I put uh, solely on the shoulders of the Doug Ford and Fullerton for not acting on day one, and uh, it's just a tragedy. Uh, there's a 50 million dollar civil suit now uh, against Roberta Place. Um, so the, the, there's a lot of families that are angry, and uh, I mean, I uh, I just urge everybody to get their local MP notify them. Uh, Try and have change uh, happen in vote when you're voting uh, in the future. This is something that has to change, there has to be a task force that's available at the ready. There's more than enough money, there's $6.4 billion still sitting there for the the, uh, COVID relief in Ontario that will go to balance a budget or go back uh, in next month. So. Well, uh, there could have there could have been a, a whole staff of people at the ready to go. For, for I'm obviously emergency. Uh, the most happy that um, your mom is is really against the odds on the on the men. That's wonderful news. And yeah, it's really obviously sad and complicated for so many families. But it's something that societally COVID aside we obviously need to readdress the way that we handle our aging population because the numbers are going to be through the roof like yeah. you know as the boomers get to be um retirement age and they're younger and healthier than ever before like mm. it's it's just something that the the whole way we treat it and look at it is dated and this has obviously exacerbated uh the situation and yeah. you know it's good that it's good that we're having these conversations. I saw today Doug Ford is wondering if they should cancel March break because they don't want people traveling. I guess I, I guess, guess that's why, or just everybody's off all the time anyway. I get well, of, I I don't know. It, it said it was to um, reduce the spread, but I didn't. Uh, I am guilty of reading the headline and not the article. Yeah. Well I think it's probably to inhibit travel and getting together and gathering but uh, I don't know I mean I people aren't people just are used to staying home at this point um, I don't I don't see the difference the kids to be honest are are they don't really have school going anyway with the online school you're doing these tasks in your classes um most most of the time they're catching up on stuff so there's no school interaction part where you're in a classroom with other people so it's just i don't really see the difference Hmm. i think it's it's, it just sounds like something to kind of uh to change people's take take the distraction away from the real issues which is uh long-term care facilities for one there's outbreaks that they should have been dealing with. And I think they're uh they've been avoiding those questions so much that it's it's gotten to the point where to come up with something else to talk about. Second is always schools and kids in schools. So how is your mom's tone? Uh she's uh, she's alright. It's 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 difficult because having dementia um, she, she, you know she's you can tell she's trying to remember and think about stuff so like when I'm uh, FaceTiming with for Annalise for example she's like who's that? <laughs> because she in her mind Annalise is still a little baby
1: Aww. she's
0: 10 year old Annalise and she's like shocked almost but uh, and she's like wow and I think it just brings back how her memory is just not really there so it's it's kind of a cycle of that (laughs) so so now the kids are old enough where I she didn't really recognize John until I had to remind her that it's John and he's he's almost 15 (laughs) you know they look so different um so it it was kind of endearing uh, towards the end of my mom's life um the four of us were there visiting her and she kind of pulled Carol aside and said, "Who are these people?" <laughs> uh, yeah, of, of which I was one. But then yeah, no, I know. Then on, on the flip side, like 20 seconds later, as d- to your point, she's remembering something that happened 30 years ago. Yeah, I think it's a wild it. one. And I... aside from how hard and sad it is, it it is also pretty funny and pretty interesting the way the human brain functions like if you can see the humor in it i know it's a great coping mechanism but i know that i I found some moments really kind of funny and endearing and sweet for sure but i mean i think in in the uh i think in the reality of it it's just like you know her dad had it and i'm like is this gonna be me (laughs) because one thing that my mom she just uh she always was, uh, she had always remembered a lot of things and had a great memory. And, uh, that's my only concern. Cause it's, um, to, to, to have that come on in her, her mid to mid to late sixties so strongly to, to the point where it, uh, you know, really, uh, I was just thinking about it today. Like you, I can't have, um, discussions about anything topical, really, with depth, it seems, because it's, um, she's just kind of questions everything so much, and it, and her, her, her being not grounded in reality is difficult to, uh, have a discussion about anything, just because how the, when you're talking about stuff in that regard, I guess, when you're having a conversation your mind has to really work to recollect what you're talking about so for a a a discussion of, of about anything um is kind of impossible compared to a memory of something or somebody so you kind of have to learn how to con- how, how to have a conversation that, without uh getting her upset cuz you can tell whenever it goes into question it's kind of shocking you know but imagine how that would freak you out if like like if you started to realize the wheels were slipping a bit imagine how like the internal monologue you would have with yourself there's first of all the kind (laughs) of ego involved and um, not wanting to appear foolish or disoriented or anything. So I think yeah. you would probably devise some tricks that would kind of get you out of some conversational jams. I remember telling you about my mom. Like, you'd say, what did you have for lunch? And she's like, oh, a soup probably or maybe a sandwich. Yeah. And I, it took me a while to figure out, wait a sec. She's bluffing. She's listing things that people have for lunch, which is yeah. quite resourceful and well, survivalist. I remember... Um... You know, when i was on tour a lot or traveling even by myself driving around rental cars one time i was in uh i think i was at like the nam show in anaheim and i parked in some huge parking lot and i was like running in and out and i was just kind of uh, the day was had gone by quickly so I went in and and parked and came, went into the hotel and came out and I was like, I, I couldn't remember where I parked at all, like not one snap of where I parked. And I, it just, it kind of, because I was way out in the middle of Anaheim and it was late at night and I was like, well, if I don't find this car, I don't know what I'm going to do. So I had a real feeling of fear cuz I my memory wasn't going wasn't helping me whatsoever. So I'm imagining that's probably what it's like and it was a ba- it was really uh, scary to like not have a clue where the hell something where the car just was and it was you know maybe half an hour ago. I had one of those so, a couple of years ago. I was traveling like one of those, like go to Vegas on Sunday, home on the red eye, Wednesday night, go to Vegas on Sunday, like my, about my third one in a row. I couldn't yeah. find my car at the Halifax airport. Oh. And I looked for an hour in the parking structure. And I finally went to the commissioner and I was like, I, I, I need to report my vehicle stolen. Like how often do vehicles get stolen from here? And he's like, well, uh, I've worked here 20 years and it's never happened <laughs> because we have cameras everywhere. Like you'd have to be an idiot to steal a car yeah. from here. So you probably are just disoriented or whatever. So we drove around his little golf cart and I was like, ah, oh, uh, there it is. Thank you. Yeah. But I would have sworn under oath that yeah. it was stolen. So, so you thought it was stolen and not you didn't forget. So you didn't have the fear of like what what happened? I well, at remember. first I thought I must have forgotten, but after forty five yeah. minutes of looking, I was like, "Well, the car is not here." Yeah. So I actually start um, leaving myself a, a voice memo or write in my notes three B. Yeah. yeah. So I remember where yeah. I'm parked. As crazy as it sounds, but um, that's what I always wonder. Like when when I set my alarm for the morning, I set it for eight. And then I think, or whatever, six, five, whatever, early time. And then I think, well, I should probably just double check that I've said it. And then I think, okay, I'm psyching myself out here. But did I double check? And when I did, was it actually on? So I might check it a third time. And I've been known to kind of psych myself out and check it multiple, multiple times. At what point does that become obsessive behavior? And like, where's the line between just being cautious and being obsessive well, <laughs> what's well, what's and that, forgetful uh, what, and what's alzheimers and what point is your your yeah because then you're losing sleep worrying if you've done it too right yeah that's that's one skill that my dad had that i i uh still find uncanny uh, is that he never had an alarm clock yet he had to get up every day at 5:30 to drive from mansfield to to rexdale In the city. Internal alarm clock? Yeah. Wow. Never had an alarm, but just would get up at 5.30 or whatever time he needed to get up at. Just collect like Kramer and Seinfeld. (laughs) Like for real. Uh, Never ever owned one or needed it, but woke up and just knew that time. Just incredible. That's been one of the nice things about the last several months. Like we wake up early anyway but I haven't yeah. had to like rush to the airport. It's funny how a year ago at this very time, I think March 13th was the day kind of the world shut down yeah. and the wheels came off the bus. And that was a yeah. Friday and as up till like Wednesday we were still planning to go to Hawaii. Hawaii. Yeah. Um but it's hard to believe that a year ago I would have been in Vegas today and it would have been my first week in Vegas of 3 weeks in February in Vegas. And today I got an email from, like, enterprise rental car status, whatever. It's so in the rearview mirror. Like, it doesn't even... It takes a minute to register what that even is because it's so not a part of my life. It's really wild. Well, flying must feel, like, bizarre. Like, for me, I haven't flown anyway in a couple years other than little trips. But just uh yeah i think the last time i flew was to california right for a vacation two years ago that that that's the uh but all the flying before and then to, th- to think getting on a plane now it just feels so weird i know and i think i've said this to you before like now that we're wired to think this way you're like wait a sec I used to open the airplane bathroom door handle with my bare no hand. <laughs> yeah. Crazy. I know. Well, and no one's getting colds and bed bugs are down. So there's there's an upside to people wearing masks and being more thoughtful well, this was, when it comes to This was a pretty clean. telling thing. Indy's class, they had to take a box of Kleenex at the start of the year. And typically my sister-in-law, Donna, who's Indy's teacher, I guess they would use these empty Kleenex boxes for crafts they were going to do. But it's hard to come by empty Kleenex boxes because there are less colds this year than ever. So the Kleenex boxes are still full. Like what a weird way for this particular moment to manifest. Well, it's the rare uh, good things about it, I guess. And at least to learn that I have no problem with shopping with a mask on. No. Always. I'm eating Just bits and ask. bites, but if there's oh, the hey, nice. That's a nice happening. Is that a little snacksy? Yeah. Slow snacky. Time snack-sy. for snacks. Do you wanna do you wanna uh, do you wanna play a, a game or yes. you, you came up with a game today? Came up with a game called Money in the Blank. Yeah, money in the blank. I often um start with a good clever title and then figure out what the game is so yeah. money in the blank um let's say you get 50 bucks for every right answer you get but we need some type of ticking time clock because we need it to go fast that's the thing yeah that's tough I-, I can write i can do ticks for me and i guess i could i could do that actually i think let me try I- i'm gonna have a little piece of paper and pen at hand okay i'm gonna have the time clock then and <laughs> then <laughs> so is it um, 30 seconds on the clock and then what am I doing ticking on both sides of uh, us getting them so I yeah them you're writing a, if for... someone gets it right okay so my category for you is 90s song lyrics okay so my ca- category for you is 80s movies okay? So is it movie titles? No, it's movie li- lines from movies. Oh, man. I'm ge- I'm well, already, I'm predicting like one out of ten. No way. No As, way. Unless he gave is... me softballs. Okay, so. They're, well, it's not, it, it kind of has to be a softball to, to get it. Okay, here's the question. Do you want the band names or just the lyrics? So what am I, do? I'm guessing the lyric, right? So, so, for yeah, example, the, if it was '70s, yeah, yeah. I would say well, more than a blank by the Bee Gees. Yeah. because if it's the, the if it's the song, like if it's the, the name of the song, you can't say the the name, so it has to be the artist, I guess. Okay, so, so if yeah. if it was Bee Gees, I would say more than a blank, and you would say yeah. Okay. Or you mean Bo- Boston? You mean? No, more than a woman. More than a woman. Oh, I thought you said it was more than a feeling. Oh, see, that would have been good. That's why I have to give you the band name. Yeah, that's why you got to give me the band name. Okay, ready? You're going first. (laughs) I'm going to put 30 seconds on the clock, and I'm going to keep track of your correct answers. You ready? I'm I'm going first. I'm asking you the questions first. Okay. 90, uh, 90s song lyrics, 30 seconds on the clock, and the clock starts... Ready? Yeah. Now, if you steal my blank, Len. Sunshine. Correct. What the hell am I doing blank in L.A.? Brand Van 3000. Drinking. Correct. I, 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 I got an ocean blank. 5440. (coughs) Correct. Someone who's blank. Odds. Someone who's cool. Yes. I'm here to remind you of the blank you left when you went away. Alanis. Of the... uh oh thought incorrect i remember that. that's time so, that's it crazy it goes by fast should we do one minute mess then? the mess the mess you left it's the mess so i'm at 30 seconds i'm gonna restart the clock and ask you the last five questions ready you're gonna what sorry what <laughs> tell me again i'm gonna restart the <laughs> clock and ask yeah, you the and next you're five so it's, it's a mi- full minute Okay, so I got okay. I got okay. perfect. So far you're four out of five. Yeah, I got it. Here comes three, perfect. two. I drink okay. concentrated OJ, but I think blank is okay. Sloan. Consolidated. Yes. Uh, <sighs> yeah, you're working building a blank. Sarah McLaughlin. Mystery. Yes, she ain't blank. She just looks that way. Northern pikes. <laughs> Pretty. Correct. Chakler coming down with the blank touch. Northern. Correct. Last question. Any blank of mine better walk the line. Shania? 57? 58? 59? Any man. Yes. Of mine. yes. Nice, bud. Nine out of ten on money in the blank. Nine times fifty is four hundred and fifty dollars. That's nice. Are you kidding? That was All right. nice. <clears throat> Okay, so can you do the uh, time for yourself? Yes. Two? And I'll keep doing the, I'll keep track of everything? Okay, nine out of ten. Do you know, I thought Claire coming down with the blank touch might uh, be too hard. No, I'm good with that one. And the mess blew me up. Yeah. I just somehow blanked it up. I wasn't sure you'd get Building a Mystery by Sarah McLaughlin either, but you did. I'm psyched. Solid. Money Goodness. in the Blank is a great game. <laughs> it is a good one. But the key... There are two keys to making a good game show. One is a ticking time clock so that there's a sense of urgency. Yeah. But the second and most important one is... And we often ran into this on O'Vision, for example, coming up with game shows... If in round three, this is why Jeopardy is bombproof. It's well, as, assuming everyone is within striking distance. But in round <laughs> three, someone can't be far enough ahead that round three is irrelevant, right? Yeah, for sure. So Definitely. you you have to make like round three is worth two hundred thousand points, and, and you can do hail marys with huge bombs if you want to. Yeah, that's a good thing. Yeah. Yeah, this question is worth. Quintuple the points. Yeah, or like risk all your money, right? Yeah, that's good stuff. That yeah, there's plenty of good bombs in Jeopardy to make it fail-proof. Yes, but I, I as I said, <clears> that there, I, there have been times in Jeopardy when someone has eighteen thousand and everyone else has twelve hundred, right? Yeah, definitely. Yeah, sure. so that person just bets. They run away for it. Yeah, they run away with it. It's hard to get into that position. You got to be pretty on it. But definitely. it does happen. And it's like, yeah, there's. <laughs> and when you're watching it, you always learn some stuff. So you feel like, wow, that was like the well spent half hour. I know two or three different things from like where some chocolates were made from or like, <laughs> you know, some bones that were found to find older age of Icelandic settlers somewhere i watched the thing about alex trebek how he drove himself to work in a dodge ram 1500 every morning and he was there at six and had a meeting what? with the writers at nine and ra- It's that a pickup truck yeah but it's like you know it's a nice truck but it's it's Nobody not flashy classic. i didn't know that yeah drove himself into the lot every day um Read all the questions, wanted to study the news so that he knew he'd never get caught not knowing a reference. Sure. Um, But yeah, super humble guy, tireless work ethic, loved his job. Just seemed like the most down-to-earth cool guy. I kind of feel like, I know there's a lot of pressure for um, people saying Ken Jennings or LeVar Burton should keep hosting it. Why can't they just say, man, that was awesome, but we're done. Because the game's so good still. Makes so much money, too, I guess. Yeah. It's just hard to imagine who's going to take Like it you over. said. But like you said, that the, the game is completely a bulletproof idea of what a game should be. And like you said, if someone's actually got the lion's share, that makes it entertaining, too. It's like hitting home runs in baseball, I like guess. Yeah. When someone's just pounding bombs and just winning by twenty five thousand, that's that's also impressive to watch as well. The huge brains yeah, yeah, just fair. battling, battling it out. But and again, yeah, all you have to do is be like remember a vast amount of information to win money on that show. So that that's good that there's still a place for that, I guess, right? But he's so. Synonymous with that show, and so much a part of what that show is, yeah. it's just hard to imagine. Like i I wouldn't want to do that. I wouldn't want to walk into those shoes. Well, I mean, you could have said the same thing for Price Is Right, or what? Or sorry. Well, I think I would. One? What's the Drew Carey one? Yeah, Price Is that Right. One? Yeah, like Bob Barker. He was when he was done. It was kind of like. Should have been done in a sense. Yeah, but it's fine because they got the same. The show, the show itself still works. People love to try and guess how much like stuff costs. Like seriously, I guess at the root of it, I still think (laughs) the new Liars Club would be a great show to bring back. I always thought that when I was a kid, that was the show that you changed all the time because there was always too much conversation going There's on. There was a lot of conversation, yeah. Like people just go off the rails all of a sudden. So if you're a kid watching it, I'm like, no way. Remember Card Sharks? Remember that game? Yeah, sure. I remember watching that one in, in uh, Cookstown in '87. I just, like, was sitting at home watching that. I was Sick a big of fan Bruce of. No whammies. Yeah, what was that one? That was that called. That was the first show that experimented with animation on the screen. Like the little whammies rock- would show up on the screen. Do you ever watch the game show network? Those old game shows? No. The best is the John Davidson or whatever the dating game, not that the other guy the that that guy who's like crazy on Twitter now, red, right wing dirtball. Who's that? Oh, wait, who's the, that? The guy, the, the guy who hosted the dating game. Chuck Woolery? Yeah, he's an arsehole. Yeah. <laughs> he went, um, he was like, uh, is that what it was called? The dating game where they had a video of three masks? And yeah. then the, the lady had to pick one of the masks. And then yes, which yes. one did you pick? I chose Tyler. Yeah. Run out Tyler, how did it go? Oh, yeah. And you watch him from that the That was called 80s. Love it's... Connection, bud. Love Connection, that's right. The Dating Game is a different one. Yeah. love, But that's what I'm talking about. That's still Chuck Woolery, right? Love yeah, connection. yeah, that was Chuck Woolery. <laughs> we'll be back in and two be... and two. Oh, so greasy. You know that guy as soon as the cameras stop. right, give me a fucking coffee, hurry up, right? Mm. Super, that kind of guy. <laughs> Did you know Mike Bullard's brother, Pat... <laughs> yeah. Was a game show superstar, host. Superstar. Yeah, like right? super handsome devil, charming and tanned. Um, <laughs> he was like uh, the Chuck woolery dude I knew. For sure. Card well, Sharks. He- that's the one he hosted. Card that's Sharks. That's what I said. Card Sharks. That's the one I remember. Mike I remember Bullard's that guy. Brother, who was also a showrunner. On, yeah, we should use his picture as like for the pod this week. He was also a showrunner <laughs> on Reba, <laughs> like handsome, charming, super funny oh, guy. Reba was a nightly talk show, right? No, Reba, the um, uh, uh, uh Reba, the um, sitcom, Reba the country singer. Oh, yeah, she had a Reba sitcom. Oh, did she not have a talk show as well? Yeah, I think she did. I, I I just saw. There's an article called "The 15 Most uh, <laughs> Disliked Game Show Hosts in History," <laughs> and I I guess he's on this list. But John Bowser Bauman from Na Na is on this list. What? Because he hosted. Oh, uh, that's right. I Hollywood Squares. Was he the voice on Hollywood Squares? I don't know. Carney <laughs> Wilson, William Shatner. These are the most unliked. Game show hosts, Pat Bullard, number original, nine. The original fighting was on the Phil Donahue, I remember. That was the original show where I saw blows happening. And then I don't remember many all... blows on Donahue. I think there was a couple, no... Like he had some like, or I know Geraldo had some serious. Well, Geraldo had some for sure. The the melee. Donahue might have had some chair throwing. (laughs) Listen to this about Pat Bullard. It seems Pat Bullard is extremely unlucky when it comes to game show hosting gigs. He's been the ill-fated face of numerous shows, including Love Connection after Chuck Woolery, Hold Everything, and Card Sharks. He also hosted a little-known Canadian game show called Baloney. Wow. None of the shows lasted beyond one season. (laughs) I imagine Baloney didn't last too long. I did. What was it? Throw it at the wall and see how long it sticks for? I I did a, um, a parody of Entertainment Tonight called Hollywood Tonight, and Pat Bullard was the host... And I was a correspondent and I wrote, uh, and was one of the producers on the series. And we realized quite quickly that you can't parody entertainment tonight. It is a parody of itself, but Pat was like, he was the best, really nice and really just naturally a funny guy. (laughs) Okay. So you ready to get the clock going for your, uh. Yes, for money Questions, in the blank. Money in the blank. Okay, so this is the names of '80s movies, right? It's not name. No, it's not names. It's lines, okay. like famous lines. All right. From '80s films. You're gonna be shocked. We didn't have a VCR. I haven't seen a lot of movies, so some of these might feel like one-inch cuts I don't, to you. I, <laughs> But I'll try. I feel like I feel like you don't watch a lot of movies. And period. I don't. Uh, that's that's the funniest thing for sure. Like E. T. And phone like, Blank. I would know that. <laughs> okay, you ready? You sort get of. the clock up and you tell me. Okay, clock's ready. Give me a three, two, one, and I'll keep track of the okay. correct answers or okay, answer. Okay, three, two, one, go. Start it. Okay, the Goonies. Hey, you Blank. No idea. Pass. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Ram- Rambo. They drew first blank. Blank. Not me. Okay, nice. Okay, next one. Indiana Jones. Blank. Why'd it have to be blank? That's a double blanker. Um, yeah. Uh, damn, why'd I have to be no, hungry? No. Next, next. Pass. Crocodile Crocodile Dun- Dundee. That's not a blank. Nice. Knife. Th- yeah, nice. You got it. Okay, yeah. is that how many is that? Two. Okay, one more. Uh, we're gonna need a bigger blank, Jaws. Boat. Yeah, you got it. That's a good one. Nice. <laughs> okay, so I'm at forty-one seconds. I stopped the clock, and I have three right. Well, <laughs> um, oh, you should get five. Yeah, that. I mean, I kind of took longer. You asked really quickly. Okay, so we have twenty that. seconds left. And I'm going to start the clock. Ready? Three, two, one, go. Okay. Stand by me. Want to see a dead blank? Body. Yeah. Uh, the Shining. Here's blank. J- uh, Johnny. Yes. Karate Kid. Blank on, blank off. Wax on, wax off. Spinal Tap. These go to blank. Eleven. That's tough. Nice. Airplane. I'm serious and don't call me blank. Surely. Shirley yeah you got it you gotta give it to yourself i've seen you asked way faster you asked way faster so you gotta give those to yourself well if i give myself surely i got eight and you got nine which is pretty i'm I'm super happy with that yes like that's something i'll tell carol about hey guess what happened So Goonies was, hey, you guys, hey, you guys, the big guy with the, looks like Matt Sundin after the game, all sweaty. Well, oh, I remember seeing <laughs> Goonies. They were them the little was the, right? Yeah, with the big guy with the, the uh, huge giant guy with the big lumpy head. Yeah, vaguely. And then, uh, yeah, Indiana Jones is snakes. Why did it have to be snakes? Remember in the, the pit? Oh yeah, right. India. <laughs> yeah, I definitely. And you got saw everything that. else. You crashed everything else. Um, like there were certain certain movies that I saw, like uh, "Can't Buy Me Love" with Patrick Dempsey. Like of all movies, I, like my garbage <laughs> yeah, tolerance like, is always high. I probably saw that in theaters three times. That's what I'm saying. Like I would never. Like I, I would say when I go, let's go through this. Because initially we were like, let's do 90s movies. And I'm like, I just don't think that you're going to know any of these movies. 90s ones? Yeah. So I'm going to go through it here and, and you tell me if you know any of these. Okay. Well, so, so tell me like the premise or, or if who you started stopped. it, but don't tell me the name and see if I can guess the name. <laughs> I don't know. I, I don't think it's not necessary. Okay, or tell me the name, and I'll see if I remember what it was about. Okay. So, yeah, famous, popular 90s movies. Okay. Dazed and Confused. Okay, that was Matthew McConaughey. And isn't that what All Right, All Right, All Right came from? And it was kind of the... uh, But but you didn't see it, though. This is just from memories of hearing about it. And was Ben Affleck in that? (laughs) Yeah, but those... Him and McConaughey are in it for like two seconds. They're like bit characters. Really? Yeah. Yeah, I've never seen that movie. Yeah. (laughs) Okay. It's a good movie. You should watch it. Okay, I'm going to make a list here. I saw that in the theaters. Makes me feel like I've got one like most other people. Yeah, you ready? Dazed and confused, you say. People would be shocked at the size of the pop culture gaps that I have. Because <laughs> uh, I was either we didn't have a VCR or I was. No, I know all that's the, the thing. I, I well, you know every game show or TV host in history. Yeah, like news anchors for some yeah, reason. Yeah, like you can't, you can't. Like you know everybody. Yeah. Okay. Uh Glenn Gary, Glenn Ross. Yeah, it was based on a, a four-hander play starred Al yeah. Pacino. <laughs> yeah. um, I remember it being a bit too long, but basically yeah. it has to do with like, hey, let's show them how we sell things around here. <laughs> yeah. Right? Co- coffees for closers, yeah. Yeah, 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 got it. Yeah, ABC yeah, always like be a- closing. <laughs> well, because, yeah, it was one of those plays where the, there's no only one, two different scene changes the whole time. yeah. So that's what the movie. Yeah, the like. set is a table and four chairs. <laughs> yeah. 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 Oh boy. That's when you're like, get me out of here. Get me out of here. You want a bigger? This you want like the Miss Saigon chopper coming in? Yeah, yeah, I do. <laughs> Running time two hundred and forty minutes, no intermission. Oh no! Oh, it's on a helicopter. <laughs> Coming in, this actually, oh my God, it's a real helicopter. That, that's what I'm looking for. Or the, I want the giraffe, like, give me a thing. <laughs> that's giraffe. why, was, um, was the musical called <clears throat> Crazy for You, that was sort of uh, best, greatest hits of all the different musicals? I think so. I don't know. I'm not a big musical guy. Like, I don't like when they sing, I'm going to the window to look outside, but I like when it's like, I've got rhythm, like they're putting on a show. (laughs) Yeah. But I don't like when they're trying to sing drama. Okay. Uh, Girl Interrupted. Remember that one? I do. Was that Angelina Jolie? Yeah, yeah, she was in that Winona Ryder, I think. Yes, didn't she win an uh, an Academy Award? Yeah, I'm sure she did. She's someone we've probably never talked about on this show. Angelina? No, Winona. Like how? Just how weird? Like she had such a big career, and she was so great in Mermaids and in Heather's. Like she was, she was. She's still banging. She's got that Stranger Things. That's a huge one. Well, I know, but she stopped banging for about twenty years <laughs> yeah. because she stole some stuff from. Uh, uh, oh yeah, I or something. She's, she went off the rails a bit, but who doesn't? Uh, those actors guess so. Eventually, go off the rails, steal some stuff, um, but she's back. Kids. I'd say there's another show I haven't seen, Stranger Things. It's good, huh? It's pretty good, yeah. Uh how about this movie? You see Batman, the original Batman. I mean, what do you mean? I mean no, by not the that original one? one. This one with Batman Forever. Okay, is that Michael Keaton? That's the Keaton banger. Yeah. Um I mean, sort of I probably saw it at the time. Oh it no, doesn't... that's 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 Val Kilmer. That's that one. This is the one with Jim, Jimmy Jim Carrey as the Joker. Is there a, the Riddler, I mean? I, I don't know if I've seen <laughs> it's not, that. It's like a bad one. <laughs> Tommy Lee Jones as Two-Face, I think. I don't remember that one. They're all bad in the 90s. Remember the one with Arnold Schwar- Schwarzenegger? Cool Potty. When he comes in, he's like Mr. Iceman. Oh, my villains. gosh. <laughs> were Never there multiple that. villains in that one? Yeah. Like, wasn't there one Everybody. where there was like... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. <laughs> I um, I don't have a Schwarzenegger impression, but I remember from Kindergarten Cop, him saying, I'm tired of reading stories about bears that go shopping. <laughs> the bears. <laughs> okay, the Truman Show. Did you see that one? Yes. Uh, Jim Carrey's life is actually a reality show pretty high concept and maybe where yeah. he lost me uh, 10 things I hate about you there's one that you probably won't remember so well well it's is, is not maybe is that um, it's not Kate Hudson and Matthew McConaughey is it Cause they had some movie with a number in it, like eight reasons it's, to break up or ninety nine dresses. No, or it's it's one of the it's one of those ones where everybody went on to do bigger things. It's Heath Ledger, Julia Stiles, Joseph Gordon-Levitt, Larissa Olenek. No, I don't I, like. Ish. I didn't see it either. How about this one? Empire Records. Yes, I did see that. Um, Liv Tyler, right? T- Tyler, yeah. Yeah, but that's I sort of in in my mind's eye. I sort of confuse that thing you do with Empire Records. The Devil's Advocate. Remember that one? That was Al Pacino too, wasn't it? With Keanu Reeves. There's a double dose. But it wasn't. Card- a, what was Hua? Scent of well, a I woman. Think the de- I think the yeah, the Devil's Advocate was kind of all his characters in one because he was doing a lot of hua. Come on, you, oh, you the devil, <laughs> <"Hoo-ah."> <laughs> right? <laughs> he's like he's the Devil's juice guy, right? Is that what it is? Hua, come on, go burn some shit up. Wow, <laughs> I can't remember. But do you remember? You could be better than this. Incidentally, <laughs> on the subject of Canadianity. Do you remember the Devil's Advocates show on Much Music? Oh, yeah. Those two guys. The masks. They just, they just were uh, like... We're the Devil's like... Advocates. Yeah. It was quiet. <laughs> yeah, they, did. they were on Speaker's Corner, right? Yeah. Is that, that's where they started. But then I think they, they got they, a thing. They gave they gave them a show. Yes, a... today we're talking about <laughs> Moses Nymer's hair devil's advocates they um Ooh, Queen Street is cold holy <laughs> like what cow the hell topics did they, they have I can't remember what did they do I don't know I just remember they would talk like that in that voice <laughs> um, I, I'm gonna tell you what they wow, did that, that is a deep reach though
1: oh, a, back wow guys. the one
0: that came up is a Dutch reality show that can't be it <coughs> <laughs> yeah, good luck finding the devil's advocates. There's no way. That's um, so... Wow, listen to like... this um, Listen to this uh, Dutch reality show of the same name. It stars defense attorney Gerard Spong, <laughs> who attempts to convince a jury and studio audience of the innocence of some of the world's worst criminals. Whoa. That's a show. <laughs> There's a show? Um, okay. Check it out on Netflix. Devil's Advocate TV show Much Music? I think would it, yeah, definitely. Let's see. The Devil's Advocates. <laughs> <laughs> A comedy duo who presented themselves as devil horn spokesmen for Satan. That's right, okay. <laughs> the Devil's Advocates. <laughs> oh, man. Um So they would just critique life as the devil's advocate. Well, there was a guy... Okay, so they became a staple of the program with a recurring routine in which they responded to and satirized their Speaker's Corner clips that had aired the previous weeks. Second City alumni Albert Howell, of course, I think he wrote on 22, and Andrew Curry became so popular that at least one special episode of the series was devoted entirely to their clips. For part of their stint on the series... Harry, a senior citizen who disliked their style of comedy, would regularly record videos criticizing them. There it is. Um, they oh, were man, given their own dive. TV show, Improv Heaven and Hell, on the Comedy Network in 1998. And, and, and that we're... was that. There you go. Um, this is still banging. This is kind of a um, Tarzan-like uh, uh, vine-to-vine. Conversation, but the line underneath some established celebrities, including Madonna, Harrison Ford, Mike Myers, and Jean-Claude also recorded speakers' corner segments. Did you see the Wayne's World Uber Eats Cardi B ad? I saw like I saw it going by and scrolled, kept going. I didn't see it. Yeah, that Was like that those, that, like, that must have been a lot of money. That's a big Super Bowl ad, I'm assuming. Okay, yeah, that makes super sense. Super Bowl ads come out early. Makes sense, I guess. That makes sense. <clears throat> Got to have the big commercials. That's what they all they are now. Is just like really super famous people in uh, with other people. But like, oh, why would these two people do, be together? Oh, that's the funny video that cost. million for 30 seconds. Right. They're just going through the Rolodex of people's face. Hey, look, it's just... Did you see the one with Justin Bieber and he's just in the bathtub? Yeah, that was the new Taco Bell ad. Is that one? No, but that's how they are. Yeah. Like, what's sort of (laughs) retro enough? What's a good reference that people would be happy to see? Like, what's bomb Proof? Yeah, well, it's funny when it's a a bit that's funny. Like the what's up thing was funny the first when you first heard it, right? Yeah, the idea of that. So that's the hardest is to do something that's going to be funny. The Geico caveman, like that's how that came about, right? It was like, wow, that's different. I guess for the first time you hear the like when he's the caveman, he's like. He's in the, even a caveman could do it and he like throws the mic and that's it like that was pretty funny the first time it happened yeah <laughs> how about the GM Super Bowl ad with Will Ferrell is that a new one yeah he uh, wants to fight Norway <laughs> really because they have pledged mm. to make electric cars or something <laughs> must what be a the- whack of money how he looks exactly like the drummer from from the Chili Peppers, Chad Smith. Who does? <laughs> Will Farrell. Does he? <laughs> yeah, apparently, when, when Will Farrell met him, he said, You're very handsome, and then walked away. Did he? That's fine. Yeah. But it's like looking in the mirror. <clears throat> They've done sketches together because they look so alike. Oh, they really do, don't they? Yeah. Kind of caveman-esque. I was doing an infomercial thing for a corporate gig this week and uh, re lyriced Californication. I hadn't listened to the Chili Peppers in a long time. <laughs> Where do you stand okay. on the Chili Peppers? <laughs> I, uh, I just always thought, because I remember when they first came out, they were kind of like macho, horny guys. You know, with the running around with socks on their wieners and jumping around on stage and just like just kind of cheesy to be honest like cheesy jock types that are like jock rock (laughs) funk jock funk and then they got huger and bigger and that yeah they're just a bigger version of that not a huge fan but they got their thing a couple songs got a couple bangers I think uh, John Frusciante's pretty cool. They're all great musicians. Anthony Kiedis might not be the best singer ever, but he's a great front man. Like he's a a great interview and all that stuff. <clears throat> I met him a couple times. Seems like a nice guy. Anthony Flea Kiedis? I met once. Yeah. Uh, Flea I met once and he was a dick. Really? So there you go. He's like four feet tall and he's like, nah, I'm here. Um, I think the one thing you can say about Anthony Kiedis is when you hear his voice, you know it's him. And I guess you could say that about their music too. Their music definitely has a sound, and it's hard to be uh, original and recognizable. Yeah, and I'm a, as a drummer, you know, I'm I I got no. Uh, I'm talking about the music, so. Because you don't care about the singing. From my- yeah, even though he's not great. But, you know, people always yell at me, well, your singer wasn't great. Well, like, I wasn't singing, so it's got nothing to do with me. How's that my fault? <laughs> <laughs> Did you ever come out and say stuff like that? I've said that on Twitter a bunch of times. Well, your singer's crappy. Well, what's then? Thanks, pal. What the hell's that got to do with me? Nothing to do Bet with me. Bet you the drums are banging. <laughs> you, you probably had off nights too. No, never. I'd say show me. Let me see it. Cause I did I don't remember it happening. Oh, even when I was given 110%, I was given 110%. There you go. Playing for that kid who's never seen us before all the time. That's what you have to do. Yeah. I got fired up enough just to play from, you know, just to play anyway. You've seen me play in people's basements. It doesn't yeah. make a difference. I still, I just like to play drums. And I've, you know, I I think if you, uh, if you play shows over and over and over and over, it starts to, to you start thinking about other stuff. But at, at, at that point, your muscle mem- memory is so strong, it doesn't really matter because you're still crushing it. When and where were you at the top of your game? Um, like well, physically fit, drumming, banging, killing it. What era of I'd the say band? i most of the time. I think I had a like I had a quick I had to get an understanding fast. And we were like that as a band where when we started, we were all very green and throughout the first album and then touring from the first album to the second album kind of made us a band. So I'd say anytime after that t- first touring cycle because you have to tour a bunch to to get good as a musician, just playing every night in front of people who don't care. <clears throat> you have to make so, them care. Well, yeah, you just did, you you just have to learn somewhere and I did. And I think once I achieve that understanding of communication on my instrument, I think I, I still feel the same uh, as I did once I felt accomplished enough to, to be able to play anytime from then on. So, I don't know, somewhere in '95 to now. <laughs> I would say for me, it was um, uh, probably the Joe Schmo show. <clears throat> That's when you really had it down, like banging. deep cover character stuff. I had to stay in character for two well, weeks. Well, that would be the first time, really. Like, well, like because otherwise, otherwise, you were hosting mostly, so you never had like a character acting gig. No, until I, the we late did 90s, like a lot of sketch, right? but I didn't yeah. do like major acting gigs. So that's interesting. That that uh, well, obviously you knew you'd take to it well, but. It's like that. I guess a lot of the people on Schitt's Creek say the same, same thing because they're all real new to start and by the end of it, they're actually... Dialed. Pretty seasoned, yeah. <clears throat> um, I imagine you probably ha- had it had a huge uh, curve from that period when you did the, your first stuff on Trailer Park to, to that <laughs> in the early 2000s, right? Well, yeah, the cool thing about the Joe Schmoe is, show is we would have a meeting as a cast. If you don't know what the premise is, it's a fake reality show. So there's one or two real people surrounded by people. They don't know are actors. So every morning when the real people were being interviewed, we would have a meeting as a cast and kind of talk about directives and goals for the day. And, uh, you know, it might be like Eleanor dial up your relationship with the bachelor, um, Gerald start to introduce the notion of you being into Aqua socks or whatever. Um, But if something happened in scene, you're not wearing an earpiece. You just have to kind of sort it out. And when, um, you know, obviously the big thing is everyone's holding up this secret. And if the secret is blown, then the show is over. So having that kind of responsibility and power and in moments where it felt like I think they're on to us. Trying to back out of the situation without doing any collateral damage was a pretty fun thrilling challenge just probably had to be thinking on your feet at all all times yeah because you'd be in your room and there'd be a knock on the door and suddenly it's (laughs) the mark yeah because they just came to hang out cool man cool so you're hanging out kind of after hours in quotes but there are cameras everywhere everyone's watching and you're trying to keep this thing going pretty cool experience so if it's not if it's not the mark then you're just talking normally or do you stay in that well yeah BS? you you just kind of you can kind of whisper and have conversations with your friends but if you're doing that and the mark comes in then you better have an answer to what are you guys talking about <laughs> like like it's it's pretty wild when you think about it and it's it's uh, a lot of trust and i was surprised how little an indication of a character it took um, for people to pick up on who your character was. Like I, yeah. I'm sure I've said before, my character was the gotta be gay guy. And at the first reception at the pool deck on the first day, um, the mark was beside me when we got up to the bar and the bartender said, what can I get you? And I said, anything fruity. And he turned around and said to the guy behind him, anything fruity in this really affected Voice, was like, oh wow, I I thought that was like sort of you know just a throwaway line, but he's hanging on to that as a way to understand who I am. Crazy. So then (laughs) you're like, need to. Must have been really weird. Super weird, and and the hardest part is turning around when someone says, "Hey, Gerald." Like not that, I know, but that name though, Gerald. Yeah. <laughs> like, come on. <laughs> hey, Gerald. With a hard G, man. <laughs> is that a? Na- it's not a name, right? I've never heard that. Well, it's I don't name, know. Right? Oh, yeah. Well, it was based on one of the writers had a professor named Gerald. But well, so it is a thing. But the thing is, and it makes sense. Um, the writers of the show, like the cast, we didn't know each other's real name to eliminate the possibility of slipping in that regard. But most kind of facts and details that you share so that you can keep it going are from your real life. So my character was from Canada. Uh, my character was the age that I was, whatever I was, 30-something at the time. Um, I did have the same number of siblings. So you don't, you don't misrepresent that stuff because the more crumbs you put out there, the more uh, you can get blown up. But then after the show, I was like, "Oh, by the way, Eleanor, what what's your real name?" Oh, I'm I'm Jessica. It was weird. Did and ha- did you have to stay on set all the time? Yeah. Or did you? So you lived there like yeah. a bachelor or whatever? Absolutely. In shows, big brother style. Yep. What's that like all the time, night and day, having to like? Well just it's it's, it's pretty relentless and I, I, I remember being kind of exhausted. Um because like anything you can convey a lot with your nonverbal language too. It's kind of jail like though, because you're stuck on, on TV all the time. Yeah, yeah, it was a lot. <laughs> and like no... when you wake up you're on cameras and they just yep. They use whatever footage happens in there. Yeah. You know, like, you know, for a bumper, they might show the high angle security camera of everyone's bedroom as they're kind of getting ready for the today's challenge. Was it always like, you know, that, that show, the, this, what the hell's the, the brother, the big brother one? Yeah. You know, always like whispering in the bed. I, I always, yeah, I just, exactly. It was we we like say, that. We say, well, here's the other thing. Everything the covers. everything in the show, like all the challenges and stuff were very suggestive. So there's the like bangers and mash challenge. And if my character said like, I love bangers in my mouth, then I can't react like I'm making a joke. So you're trying to create this alternate universe where the, because it's not about what I say. It's about the other person's reaction. So everything I said that wasn't a joke to me, but there's a cutaway of the Mark going like, "What? Why is no one else reacting to this?" Do you know what I mean? Anyway, if you can find it in a it's, it's DVD bargain up. bin at a shop, I've seen it. out Pick there it Like people, people have tweeted they've picked it up. Way ahead of its out time. There. You could probably find it on the the GG, right? Heck yeah, bud. All right, bud. Good talking to you, man. Good chatting, bud. I'll talk to you next week. That's when I'll talk to you.